0: Welcome to another interesting episode of Last of Gen Z, a podcast created and produced by Zen Z, Word of Future.
1: We would like to thank Anchor for helping us in distributing our podcast on various platforms, and we extend the gratitude to our listeners as well.
2: On Tuesday, March 16, eight people were shot to death by a white male at three massage parlors near Atlanta, six of whom were of Asian descent.
3: It's unclear whether the act was racially motivated, but several organizations have called for action, including Stop AAPI Hate, a coalition of nonprofits, organizers, and educators formed to prevent discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders during the coronavirus pandemic.
2: Today, we are here to talk about AAPI hate crimes.
3: So first off,
1: Angela, if you don't mind, could you please share your experiences growing up as an Asian? We would also like to hear about the prejudices or discriminations you might have faced or still face and how you feel about it.
0: Um. Yeah. Of course. I I felt some prejudices while living as an Asian. Um. A few years ago, I went to the Europe trip, and the Europeans saw me and said, "Like, if you're a Chinese or Japanese," and they said, "Like, ni hao or kunitiwa like that." Mm-hmm. Um.
3: Yeah.
0: But actually I am a Korean and they do think like, we're look like, look, we are all look alike. So I felt like a little bit bad. And I thought that's a kind of prejudice towards Asians. So I want that um, perception to be changed.
3: Yeah, 100%. Um... So yeah, that really must suck. And all these stereotypes that people have against Asian American, just because of how, we, how they look really have to stop. And all these changes have to come, you know, within us. Um, as for me growing up as a brown girl, I haven't really ever faced a lot of prejudice because I grew up in a mostly brown community. But um, what I have experienced is that when people come over here, when they're Asian, Amer- Asian people coming over here, um, the people over here, they have the same kind of reaction. They ask them, are you Chinese or Japanese without ever considering how many more ethnicities there are. And all mm-hmm. these stereotypes that are propagated really do have to stop and we have to do something about them.
2: Today, we have Jenny with us from Texas. Jenny, welcome to Let's Talks Gen Z. How are you doing? And tell us about yourself.
4: Hey, um, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. My name is Jenny Pack. I'm currently a junior in high school in Texas. I moved here around two years ago from South Korea, and I'm currently serving as a member of the Executive Student Council, as well as PM, PR manager for our school marching band.
1: Wow, that's so nice to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, so now we'll be asking you some questions. So first question, how was growing up as an Asian American in Texas?
4: So actually, I was born in South Korea, and um, when I was young, our family moved to Pennsylvania. So I was mostly raised in Pennsylvania, and I guess I really wasn't self conscious about my ethnicity nor did my parents ever you know expose me to racial discrimination or ever teach me about it i guess so Mm -hmm. um but looking back at it now you know the teasing or bullying i often received was really based off of my skin color because you know i wasn't able to speak english and i just looked different from everyone else And I guess I found myself surprised when I realized that it was discrimination based off of my race. So,
1: yeah, definitely. So, yeah, one thing is that people um, try to say that only people of color are discriminated against. When like, um, like all they that kind of like ignores the whole Asian, like the Asian, um, race. Mm-hmm. So like, because even the Asian race is also getting a lot of hate and prejudice and like um, biased again. So mm-hmm. definitely that sort of the myth that only people of color or the ones who are getting all the hate is kind of like wrong because that's kind of ignoring this side of our society. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: definitely.
0: Okay. Um, that was an extremely thoughtful and insightful discussion. Next question. How did you deal with stereotypes and prejudice before? And what has changed now, or has something changed now?
4: So, um, so continuing on the story, I guess um, after a few years in Pennsylvania, we had to move back to South Korea when I was around seven, um, which was still a relatively young age. Um, but now the stereotypical judgments came from Koreans, you know, um, because I didn't know how to speak Korean, I didn't know my own culture. So that was the initial challenge when I first moved there. And I remember being ashamed of who I am, you know, that I could speak English, um, the fact that I felt like a foreigner in the same country I was born in. Um, So, but now whenever I do face um, stereotypical comments or judgments, I try to educate them rather than deny who I am or actually be ashamed of my own culture. So I think that is the most significant change.
0: Um, I'm Asian, but I um, live my whole life in Korea. So I cannot 100% um, understand your situation. But as I met Jenny in elementary school together, Mm -hmm. I could understand what her situation is and yeah, I totally understand because maybe she's maybe you're really confused with your cultures and your languages and all the things because you were very young then. Um, so I think I totally understand you and I hope that this culture to be um, um, like mixed well together. So no prejudice is happening again. This this kind of um, situation definitely going to stop.
4: Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Okay,
3: that was extremely wonderful to hear. I, like, I loved how both of you approached the situation and you know, had this kind of positive attitude. Now, to you, Jenny, our third question is, how are things at home? Is there any sort of tension over there?
4: There definitely is tension um, because we did move here from Korea a couple of years ago. So um, we are all just like relating to all the incidents that are happening to the Asian communities in a way. Um, so it makes us feel furious, concerned at the same time. So, oh, and also we don't know whenever, like like whether or not the similar incidents might happen to us. So that's another aspect of concern for us.
3: Yeah, it sucks to hear that you have constantly live in that kind of fear and, you know, um, constantly be afraid of what's gonna happen next. And I mean, it must've traumatized you having to go through these things as a child, especially.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did play a role, but I guess rather than traumatized, um, it kind of educated me in a way. So you know, it made me stronger in a way. I know this sounds cringy, but
3: yeah, I love how your approach and how you're you know educating people instead of getting angry about it. That's mm-hmm. really amazing of you.
4: Thank you.
2: <laughs> that's that's at least very nice to know. So I have to ask. Are you angry with people? Are you angry with how the uh, higher authorities in power have handled it all?
4: Um, so when it comes to racial and ethnicity-based discrimination, I know it has been existing for like inner society for so long that I personally don't even know where to point my fingers at, like to blame. Um, but speaking only of the recent events regarding the Asian American communities, um, and the Black communities from last year's event, um, I definitely do believe that there could have been more efficient ways to prevent those events from happening in the first place, or at least better um, acknowledge wrongdoings of those offenders and like holding them accountable for their actions. Um, but that hasn't always been the case these past few months from what I have saw. Um, Oh, and also, I know this is kind of personal, but seeing so many people enjoy Asian cultures from, you know, K-pop to all those dramas to boba, but then refusing to accept our communities like as ourselves has been really upsetting and furious to witness. But yeah.
2: I mean, that is a very, you know, interesting response. And it is very, you know important that we acknowledge that this is a very, very um, no serious issue and that more people have to be aware of it and that we need to give it the respect and solidarity that it deserves.
1: Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. Uh, so Jenny, since the huge media coverage and the support AAPI communities are getting from around the world, are there changes that you have noticed in behavior people?
4: Uh, that's that's a great question. Um, Honestly, my interactions you know, outside of my family have been pretty limited because I have been virtual for almost a year now. Um, and honestly, on top of that, I know that there's a lot of Asian like, population within our city. So I can say that the race-based discrimination has been pretty minimal, like even before all of these events. Um, however, I did notice the increase in advocacy for AAPI communities um, and people from even like other races try to trying to gain knowledge and seek ways to prevent um, racism and discrimination from happening has been really great. To, oh, sorry, excuse me. Really great to watch.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. I completely agree with that. Even in my school. We have recently hosted an AAPI conference, which was basically in our school and with all the grade levels. So mm-hmm. definitely I can see that the amount of activism towards um, the AAPI hate mm-hmm. crimes has definitely increased. I've even seen some like silent marches in my community.
0: So that's like amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that people are aware of the situation. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. That's actually great to hear.
0: Okay, so for our non-AAPI community members, what do you suggest they do in order for them to be allies and support the AAP, aapi people
4: so i would want them to take time to broaden their knowledge so that basically means like i can't tell them to only read or encounter true stories um because there's so many unfiltered you know from TikTok to articles mm-hmm. to media platforms so no one knows how to distinguish the truth from the false anymore. But by actually broadening the scope of knowledge, like they'll at least be able to take away from both sides, and like rather than be stuck with like one false interpretation, and form their whole perspective around it. Sorry, I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. No, I can see that media is really totally messed up. Like there are a lot of fake news and something like that, so I think um like as you said we should have we should be really objective when we look at our situations happening there, and also we should um put a lot of efforts on it to like raise awareness of um this kind of AAPI prejudice. Because I saw the news that in some way the Asian men got beaten up but nobody cares like there's nothing's happened like mm-hmm. so like this kind of indifference should be um, eradicated, I think so I totally agree with you this. Mm-hmm.
2: Moving on. Um, what are you doing to support your fellow AAPI members.
4: Um, so. I constantly try to be an example to the fellow Asian Americans, especially within our student body, since you know school is a place that I spend my most time at. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for instance, there's a lot of stereotypes that exist towards Asians, which include, um, oh, only thing they do is like study for tests and like SATs, or you know, if the, if it doesn't support their college apps, they don't care, um, and et cetera but um, I try to put myself out of my comfort zone to be a part of um, organizations, especially those that have little to none Asian populations, um, so that I wish underclassmen or just students could be inspired to like step out of their comfort zone as well, um, like regardless of the stereotypes based on their races. Um, So yes, I think... I think that would be something I'm doing for the community.
2: Wow. I mean, just wow. I mean, look, I'm not, personally, I'm not Asian. I'm Latino, mm-hmm. but as a person of color, I would say that this is a very interesting act of bravery here. Like, I, I commend you because... It is very nice, you know, to at least break down barriers and at least to show that we're not just some label and we're not just some stereotype because it's not just something that Asians face, but, you know, people of color, like different minorities have like these labels. And so people have to at least break walls, break down the barriers and show that we're not just labels, but we are who we are. And so I'd like to say uh, thank you for doing this. Like you uh, you have my highest respect. (laughs) Thank you so much, Frank. Welcome.
3: yeah school definitely is where we learn and get to know all these things and whatever we learn and you know what we see we carry that mentality with us, with us for the rest of our life so yeah kudos to you and so now our last question to you is uh do you have any suggestions on how to cope with everything that the communities have been feeling and going through
4: um to any asian americans and pacific islanders who might be listening to this podcast right now Despite the fearful times that we are living in, please don't get discouraged to achieve your goals and strive for excellence. Whenever you feel isolated or discriminated against, don't be afraid to share share your story to friends, family, or the media. Um, On top of that, I personally like to watch K-pop videos and remind myself of how much pride I should have towards my culture. I hope you guys are able to relate to some of my stories I have shared today or even have taken away something useful from it. I hope everyone stays safe and continues to be the most amazing version of yourselves. Yeah, that was it. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that
3: was amazing. Your words were absolutely amazing to hear. And as a person of color myself, it warms my heart to hear them. We most definitely should not forget our culture we should have pride in it. But at the same time, we should, you know, speak up about these things and we should have that kind of mentality and be careful in our life as well. So yeah, that was amazing to hear. Thank you for that
4: so much
1: um so thank you so much jenny for joining us we wish you all the best for your future endeavors and hope you and hope to stay connected
4: thank you so much for having me stay safe and have a great rest of your day (laughs) yeah
3: thank
0: you so much jenny um to conclude this episode that was a very wonderful podcast and i really enjoyed hearing from her
2: been a tough year in america for the ipoc not that it wasn't in the past, but the voices and experiences are finally getting the covers they should have gotten.
3: People are more sound in the urgency with which they are sharing their experiences, expressing their anger. It's a dire need of time to speak against crimes inflicted due to racial discrimination. For people to be accountable for their wrong actions, for authorities to come clean and serve justice with no bias.
1: With this message, we would like to say goodbye with the hope that justice will be served, that we will have better days. We will see you next week with another episode of Let's Talk Gen Z.